on, okay? So this new series, it's all about freedom. We're going to be looking at freedom over the next few weeks. So I want to kick us off with a question. The question is this, what comes to mind when you hear the word freedom? Now, when I was younger, freedom looked like hanging out with my friends, okay? So after school, we used to head to this field, and we would pass Tesco. And from Tesco, we'd pick up a few essential items. What we would get, we'd get some sweets, because we love sweets, right? We'd also grab a 17p bottle of what you call Tesco Value Cola, right? Hear me out. This is important. We also grabbed a pack of Mentos. And then what we would do is head to this field. And what we'd do is put the Mentos inside the Coke and screw the lid on nice and quickly. Okay, and what we do is we go a bit crazy. We shake up this bottle and we would just let it explode everywhere. We're all trying to avoid the Pepsi, right? It is a good time. That is what I thought freedom was when I was younger. But then, 17 years old, I learned to drive. And so we're going on road trips, me and my brother. This is like super freedom, right? Freedom is awesome. We all want freedom. Um, Maybe it's passing a driving test one day so that we can go where we want whenever we want. Maybe it's being able to stay out a little bit later. Or maybe it's being able to eat whatever we want because we don't always like the food that we get cooked for us. See, total freedom would be amazing. But what really is it? Now, for some of us, God, church, and the Bible, they feel like the opposite to freedom. Now, maybe Christianity, when you think about it, it's easy to think about all the different rules and things that you hear about in Christianity. As someone who grew up in church, I grew up hearing about the Ten, the ten Commandments, ten things that I couldn't do, another list of rules, things that I wasn't able to to do. It felt like God was a bit of a referee and was just keeping track of all of the fouls. Uh, Thou shalt and thou shall not, right? Seemed a little bit odd, but when it felt like the opposite to freedom. And then we've already got, right, our parents who are telling us things we can't do. We've got our teachers telling us things we can't do, coaches telling us things that we can't do. And then we come to church or we come to cruise. We hear about other things that Christians don't do. And it's like, what is this all about? But When we really think about it, if God made us and freedom is one of the things that we all really want, then didn't that desire for freedom come from God? Didn't he make us and wire us for freedom? So why do we feel like it's the opposite? And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about over the next few weeks. So I'd love it if you keep coming along. We're going to do a four-week series on this, and we're going to be talking about this topic of freedom. And this week, we're looking at a guy called Paul. Now, Paul, he writes letters to a bunch of people in different areas. This was before the time of like Instagram and Twitter, right? So he writes letters by hand and sends them off. These are like real letters, sends them to people. Um, and in one of his letters, here's what he says. Paul, an apostle, sent, sent, oh, I can't speak today, sent not from men nor by a man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father, who raised him from the dead, and all the brothers and sisters with me to the churches in Galatia. A bit confusing, right? But he's saying he's sent by God. Let me tell you a bit of a background story on Paul. Now, Paul used to be a killer Christian, right? That's not really a cool Christian, right? He literally went around killing Christians, okay? That was what he did. But then at some point, what happened was on this road, God met him, right? The resurrected Jesus met him, and he shows up in this big, like, light, and he shows up, and he speaks to him, and then from there, Paul's life completely changes. He, t- he dedicates his life to telling people about the Jesus who he had discovered, and you can read about that. That's all true. It's in the Bible. You can check it out another time, um, but he wrote these letters to real people, 
It was specific to them and their concerns. It wasn't just addressed to a general crowd. It wasn't addressed to us today, but it's stuff that we can learn from today still. And so in Galatia, the place where he's writing to, he says he's talking about the tensions and around the Jewish rules, right? Originally, the Jewish rules were there um, for the Jewish people to make them stand out from other people. Um, Bit of a side note, if you're a Christian in this room, Christians live differently. People should be able to tell you're different by the way that you live, by the way that you love. Um, And that's not because we get all the rules right and do everything right. And it's because of some other stuff. Jesus changes us as we live for Jesus. But we'll get into that a little bit more a little bit later. Um, But he's writing to these guys. And what had happened in this place called Galatia is the rules have become so important to those people that they excluded other people from experiencing being a part of God's community. And that was never what God intended for those rules to be about. Um, And so he writes this to the Galatians. He writes, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Those rules were about freedom. See, Jesus did what he did so that we can have what we need, real freedom, not about rules, not about being in good standing with God because of the good stuff that we've done, not about getting everything right all the time, but there was a different way, a different way to know God. In fact, Paul's basically saying that that's what Jesus came for, that faith was about freedom. He's saying you don't have to worry about getting it right all the time. You can relax, right? It feels nice to relax. You can relax You don't have to get it all right because you're accepted. You are set free. And plus, if we're honest, completely honest with each other, we don't actually hate rules, right? We don't actually hate rules. We don't like being cheated. We don't like murder. We don't like any of these things. We don't like being stolen from. We want protection from healthy rules, right? Where there are no rules, there is less freedom. Where there's no rules, there is less freedom. For example, let's say, right, we've got exams coming up. Who's got exams that they've been doing? Yes, some hands in the room. If I get caught cheating on my exam, then I can't control what consequences I get, the punishments I get. That is not freedom. Or let's say I don't get caught, but then I'm stuck with the guilt of knowing that I cheated. That's not freedom either. See, having less trust with others, that's not freedom. It's less freedom and less control. See, but because God loves us as a father, he has do's and don'ts. And they're not anything to do with our relationship with God. They don't get between us having a relationship with God. If you're a Christian here today, then you are seen in light of what Jesus has done when he defeated all of our mistakes. And so we can be seen and loved and know God in relationship with God. Today, if you're questioning what Christianity is all about, I want you to know that your do's and don'ts, the things you get right, the things that you get wrong, they're not a barrier to knowing God. That God loves you regardless and he wants to know you himself. But we can partner with God to move away from the things that hurt us and away from the things that hurt other people. But we can also partner with God to move towards bigger and better lives. And those things that help us to do that, we can call them rules if we want to. But the way I see it is they're experiencing a reality that is better because of the choices that we make. And so... 
rules. They show us the best way to live. They help us move to live in the way that Jesus lived, a way that is free from guilt and shame. Living by God's outlines is a more peaceful and exciting life, free from regret. And they can guide us away from things that result in us having less freedom overall. They're not there as a punishment. They're not there as a measure of how close I am to God. It's not about whether I get it all right, I'm closer to God. It's not any of that. It's not a way to control us, but it's guidelines and help from a loving God. Another way to think about it is road signs, okay? Road signs and traffic lights. I know you're looking at me like, what are you on about right now? Um, But here's the thing about road signs. We've all been tempted to cross the road when there's a red light because we don't see any cars, right? But we know that those rules, they are there to follow to keep us safe. For example, red lights, they're not just suggestions for us to slow down if we are driving, right? I know most of you don't drive, but if I'm driving, it's not just a suggestion to slow down. Speed limits, they're not just there to keep me from having fun. In fact, there are traffic engineers, people who are paid to help me get from one space to another place by putting traffic lights and signs in the right places to keep me safe along the journey. And actually, by keeping those rules, I am living more free and safer than if I didn't take them seriously. See, the ro- rules of the road are intended that when followed to keep, help us keep us free from potential dangerous consequences. They keep us free from crashes and from getting points on a driving license. They help us to have the best driving experience possible. See, rules can lead to freedom when we see them in the way that God intended them to be seen. They lead to freedom because they come from a God who wants what's best for us. For example, rules like loving everybody around us and not taking advantage of other people, it leads to a life that is more relationally free and less relationally tense, right? Rules like putting God first, it leads to a life of healthy priorities, not being bound by controlled by money and fame and popularity. For example, the rule that says do not steal, it leads to a life with more integrity and being less bound by distrust. See, Jesus showed what love is and that faith is actually about freedom. And when we become more confident in who God is rather than whether what he wants us to do and not do, we see that the goal is to experience more of his love for us. Not wondering if we are in good standing with God or good relationship with God, but knowing that God is with us and partner with it, partnering with him to live in the freedom he has for us. And we can use some of those guidelines and rules to help us do that as well. We have a good view of what freedom is, but God's view of freedom is so much greater. And as we live in his love, we can discover more of what this type of freedom is about.